You're listening to Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast, an extension of SincerelyMrsMommy.com, a mom lifestyle blog and platform dedicated to sharing real life tips, advice, and inspirational stories sprinkled with a little grace and faith. With me, Desiree Ofori, as your host, plus the occasional special guest, we'll have authentic conversations on mom life, marriage, and womanhood. My mission this year is to help inspire moms to become whole, sane, happy, and fly. So keep listening to see which of these topics we tackle this week. I hope you enjoy and remember to share this with your mom tribe or a mom you love. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Sincerely Mrs. Mommy the Podcast. My name is Desiree Ofori. If you are a first timer, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. So real quick, I know, I know, it's been months. (laughs) It's literally been, I don't think that I posted a podcast episode since August. And I kind of took a little hiatus for a little bit and did a transition to do YouTube videos for some soul care um, reviews on products and resources. And then life just kept happening. (laughs) And you know, once you get off your momentum of doing something, it's really hard to get back on track. And so um, this episode that you are about to listen to actually was recorded back in September. And I'm really sorry (laughs) about that, that we've had such a delay in getting it out. But I finally was able to um, get it edited and you guys are listening to it now. So thank you so much for bearing with me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I'm probably going to have a lot of new listeners today because it's been so long since I've <laughs> posted a podcast episode. And with our guest today, I'm sure she's going to bring her own new followers. So thank you so much for tuning in. We have a special guest. Her name is Chantel Adamson. And today we are talking about trust. Trusting God with action and what that really looks like and all the ways that that looks like. So you are in for an amazing treat. I'm so excited about this episode. Just listening to it again while I was editing, I was like, oh my gosh, this was dropping so many gems. So make sure that you have your notepad and paper or your phone is set on notes so that you can jot down all of these gems that she's about to drop for you guys. Also, we got a little chatty in the beginning for the first um, several minutes. So you, if you want to, you can skip ahead a little bit, but I'll make sure that I'll have the time stamp listed in the description so you know where to get started but if you don't mind a little you know chatty it kind of helps to get a little feedback about you know our relationship and the things that we have in common and we kind of do reference back what we talked about in that beginning um throughout the episode so if you got the time and you don't mind go ahead and listen to it but if not and you just want to get to the meat of it all you can definitely check the description bar i'll have the timestamp for it or if you're watching this or not watching but listening to this on sincerelymrsmommy.com the blog i will have it listed in the notes as well so without further ado here we go thanks for tuning in All 
right. So today, like I told you guys, we have a special guest and her name is Chantal Adamson. I'm so excited to have Chantal on here. You guys, um, this whole thing is <laughs> we're talking about trust and this whole situation that we have right now is like the perfect example of trusting yourself, trusting your ideas, and just trusting God in the things that he places in front of you and taking advantage of opportunities that come and not, you know, being afraid to do things, you know, afraid and to just trust that the ideas that come to you, that they're not just random, that they actually mean something. And so I'm just so excited to be in this situation right now. I don't know why I keep calling it situation. (laughs) situation situation we got a situation right here (laughs) and I'm just so excited to have Chantal Adamson here on with us today so welcome Chantal I feel so welcome um this is an amazing opportunity honestly this is my first opportunity being able to be um in a situation like this (laughs) (laughs) And I'm actually excited. At first, I was nervous, but I, it's, the excitement is definitely washing out the nervousness. Awesome. I'm happy Good. So let me introduce to you guys Chantal a little bit more. So Chantal is a wife of nearly four years. In October, it will be four years. She's a mom of a beautiful little girl named Hazel, who's two years old. And she's also an entrepreneur. She is a hairstylist and a makeup artist and the owner of Dazari Beauty, LLC. And Chantal and I met at Rejoice in the Lord Ministries. That is a church in Orlando. Um, we're actually, I've actually heard of her before going there. Um, my One of our mutual friends, Camille Hayes, the Camille Hayes, um, <laughs> yes. was also <laughs> an amazing um, person, which I'm surprised I haven't had her on the podcast yet, but we're going to make that happen. But anyways, um, we her mutual friend is Camille, and Camille um, and her husband, they go to Rejoice in the Lord Ministries. They are part of the... Um, the praise and worship team. Her husband is the music pastor. All of that to say is basically what had happened was (laughs) in the beginning of, I believe it was 2018, I, we ended up going to the church because they were in need of an audio guy. And um, my husband, he does audio, he's an audio technician. And so um, Bernard, to me, his husband reached out to him. And one thing led to another, we ended up being there was supposed to be just for a you know for a couple of months and it ended up being for a full year and so within that time I got to you know see Chantal and I, I would see her from afar and I'm like she's so cute and you know I think I would, like she looks like you ever see somebody you're like I think I would want we should be friends like we would make good friends <laughs> it was just like from afar like I just felt like I could have a connection with her and so we were there for a whole year and then Um, You know, we talked and whatnot, but it wasn't until 2019, was it 2019? Yeah, 2019, um, another good friend of ours, Tia Crockett, she's a life coach, and she hosts um, retreats throughout the year, and so in 2019, I think it was February, yeah, it was the beginning of February, um, I went to the retreat, 
and Chantal was one of the, um, what do you call it, attendees. And I didn't know that she was going to be there, but um, I originally came to be the um, art instructor for one of the breakout sessions. And I ended up being able to stay for the um, entire retreat. And that's how I got to know Chantal even better <laughs> because you know how it is the retreats. We were all in one house. There were like 20 something women and yeah. there were no cat fights y'all. Like it was, it was the oh Holy Spirit was there. <laughs> I've never been, I, and I told to you this, I've never been in an environment where there were so many women and not get the side eye from that one person. Like it was like we were oh, sisters no. and yeah. each other from the beginning but at the end it was like we knew each other all of our lives it, that was that I'm still mind blown from that kind yes. of thing. like that it was beautiful yes. yes it was and so from there we just it was like a wrap after that <laughs> yes. we we um realized that we I found out that her middle name was Desiree like my first name is Desiree <laughs> and I just let her know before we got on the on the air that my cousin's name is Chantel even though hers is pronounced Chantal. So there's like a lot of similarities. <laughs> um, yeah. Our babies are, well, our, her firstborn, Hazel, and my secondborn, Kingston, they were born within about a month of each other. Um, mm -hmm. So we were pregnant at the same time when we were at Rejoice, when I was there at Rejoice. So it's kind of like growing. <laughs> I have pregnant yeah. buddies, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you're from the Caribbean too, right? Yes, my mom is from St. Thomas. Uh, she was born in Anguilla, and my father is Haitian. See, and there's another similarity. So my parents are from the Caribbean. Um, my my dad is from Jamaica. My mom's from Antigua. But Ooh. my um my uncle, one of my uncles, was born in St. Thomas. <laughs> okay. And my husband, he is half Haitian <laughs> and half Ghanaian from Ghana. So. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So we have a lot of, we got a lot of. Oh, that's so dope. I did not know that. Yeah. We got a lot of connections that we, we don't even realize. But so, um, yeah. So it was a wrap pretty much after the Hey Girl, Hey Retreat. And then just to see how many similarities we have, it's like my, my spirit was right when I saw her <laughs> across the room. Like, <laughs> we would make good friends. Like, she looked like cool people. So. <laughs> Yes. So, um, is there anything that you want to fill in before we jump into this topic today that I may have missed? Um, honestly, I feel like you pretty much touched everything. Um, I'm trying to think of something that you probably may have missed, but I don't think you have. That was pretty much it. Um, yeah, that was everything. Cool. Good. All right. So, a about a week ago, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I'm not really sure when y'all are going to get this, <laughs> this podcast. I'm kind of taking a little break right now um, this week, but at the time of recording, it was about a week ago, six or five days ago, that I posted something on Instagram and Facebook, and it was talking about um, affirmations and values that we have to have for ourselves and so I'm just going to read the post for you and then I'm going to read um Chantel's response to it and what led us to where we are right now so my post said grace yourself love yourself honor yourself trust yourself 
I have learned and relearned daily that these affirmations are values I need to believe and practice for myself first before I can expect and fully receive them from anyone else. Because at the end of the day, if I'm standing solo, these are things that no one can take with them from me. No job, spouse, kids, family, friends, or even foes. God believes and does all of this for you, and he would never leave you. Follow his example when it comes to how you treat and see yourself. Which of these four affirmations stand out to you the most? Which one do you need to practice more of this week? I'll go first. Mine is in the comments. And my response was, I'm working on trust yourself, to trust my ideas and not second guess my ability to do them well or even at all. And what I meant by that was a lot of times I will get ideas and, you know, things come in your mind and you think about them and you're like, oh, that's my, you might think, oh, that's a silly idea or how in the world am I going to make that happen? Or it's not really that big of a deal. And you just kind of like fleeting thoughts that you just kind of push to the side. And I'm not talking about negative thoughts. I'm thinking about positive things, things that you could do, things that you might be gifted in, things that you may not even realize that you have a gift in, mm -hmm. or just, you know, things to do, period. Or somebody may have come across your mind and, you know, it, you feel it on your heart, like I should reach out to them or I should, you know, you see something in the store, or I should buy that for them. And you just, you know, kind of push it away. Like, oh, it's not that big a deal. But what, I've, what I'm learning is that those are all seeds that God is planting in our minds and in our hearts. They're not just random things that come to our, our minds and hearts. They're planted there for a reason. And it's our responsibility to take it further and to explore it more. It may not necessarily be something you need to do immediately at that moment. Like there may be this grand idea that you have, and you may feel pressure to, you know, do it all at that moment. And that that's part of what comes with the doubting yourself. Like, well, I can't do that. I don't have the resources. I don't even know how to do that. But it's not even about that. It's just kind of like letting that seed, you know, grow and see where it goes. So that that was my initial thought when I was thinking of trust yourself. But then Desiree, um, Desiree, <laughs> see, I'm saying <laughs> Chantal Desiree <laughs> said, <laughs> Chantal said, trust is huge for me. Trust enough to believe with action. And she's got two exclamation points. It seems as though trust trickles down to all relationships in my life heavy. So I have to be intentional to do the work because I see the shift in boldness and confidence when I do. And I responded to her and I said, trust enough to believe with action. That was the part that like really stuck out to me. And I said, phew, sis, that's it. <laughs> and Chantal responded, it's a heavy hitter. I think there's levels to trust beyond what people understand. Trust on the level of action is a whole new faith realm. And I said, there are so many levels. You're absolutely right, girl. I could go on and on about that one. And right when I said that, girl, I could go on and on about that one, I really wanted to comment more about it, but something hit me in my spirits. <laughs> <laughs> on my heart <laughs> and an idea came to my mind a seed dropped in my mind was like you guys need to do an episode about it and then and then here comes self-doubt like an episode like what are we going to talk about <laughs> and then myself said to her <laughs> to myself 
no, like send her a message right now. Like don't wait on it. Send her a message right now. And that's something that I've been working on. I've mentioned it on the podcast a few times about being immediately obedient. That's one of my goals and missions this year to be immediately obedient. So when the thought came and myself said, email her or message her now, (laughs) don't wait on it while, you know, we're still in that realm. I went ahead and did it. And Chantal agreed. She was like, I don't know what we're about to do. I've never done anything like this. (laughs) But she's like, all right, let's do it. I'm going to say yes. Let's just do it. And we didn't really have a game plan per se. I just, you know, in my heart, I just felt like it would be good for us just to talk um, and just, you know, carry on the conversation that we would have had on Facebook and just, you know, record it. And I just really wanted to hear more of her thoughts about, you know, especially the trust enough to believe with action and um, anything else that was on your heart, Chantal. So I'm going to put it in your hands now um, to take it further. Wow. Um, rereading that gave me, uh, it made my heart start beating fast all over again um, because uh, trusting enough with action um for me is a new phase for me in my journey. Um, it's something that I'm still working through. It's something that God is um, literally shaking up my life with, but it's for some reason, as I go through these levels, it seems as though the shaking doesn't put me in distress. It puts mm. me in a place of being um, receptive because I know I'm willing to be open for the change versus fighting the change. So to be um to trust with action for me means um to trust God enough to be able to move when he says so or to do something or say something or respond to something when he says so even if I don't see what the end result is even if I feel like that person it's a possibility that person might shoot me down they might make me feel stupid or I might not know what exactly to say or I might feel like I'm intimidated by somebody because I feel like they're more experienced than me or they've been out there more than I have and um, a lot of that kind of ties into what you post about what we believe about ourselves and um, my previous um, I, I'm gonna call it an assignment <laughs> that God <laughs> had given me was to um, for me to see me the way he sees me and I didn't even realize that was a thing that I was having a problem with until he mm-hmm. like literally put it in my face so that's why I resonated with the post and then um, I have this thing where I would read things super inspirational and then I'll be like oh that was so dope well I have this whole conversation in my head and I'll just keep scrolling because I'm like oh nobody wants to hear what I have to say but um, I'm thankful for you being obedient for sincerely Mrs. Mommy um, or just being obedient to the voice of God period because that put me in a place to where um, I was able, even though it was just a small response, to anybody else, it's like, oh, it's just a comment on Facebook. For, for me, that was a huge faith step for me to mm. just even respond and say, okay, well, this is what I feel, or this is what's going on with me, because, you know, everybody kind of, you know, kind of goes in, in the comments just to read, see what people are talking about, but it's just so inspirational to be able to have a group of follow, uh, people that I'm following that are um, a part of women empowerment, they're a part of um, putting something positive in the atmosphere for people to see um, and that I can read these things and then I can be a part of it by sharing what God places on my heart. And I think my issue was I would mute myself 
before anybody would give me a chance or get a chance to mute me. So even if it came to social media and I would see something and I felt like I could contribute towards, not saying that I know any, everything, but just to build that conversation in the comments, because um, half the time you guys are asking questions. You would say, you know, like you right. said, right in the <laughs> your perspective and it's like oh because you're reading it's like oh that sounds good that girl knows she's talking about but then when it's time for you to put in your your little piece of testimony down there it's like oh i don't want to tell nobody my business <laughs> so i'm just gonna keep scrolling so that's what i like typically what happens so that's like, what's you know, going on to be ready to actually have a baby. 
And it was like I learned all these years to sweep under the rug, sweep under the rug. And it's like now God is showing me, now you have to trust me enough to be able to make some moves. So he was putting me in positions to where I needed to get ready for my blessing. And it's one thing when when somebody tells you you're going to get something like, hey, next week you're going to get paid. But for you to believe that you will have a job until you get to that paycheck is a whole other thing. You might be late. Something might happen on the job, or it might not even be your fault. You might get there and the the, the company go bankrupt, and they got to shut the whole building down. They got to take your stuff and get out. You never know what could happen until you get to that place of a promise. And because your road changes so much, it can create so much doubt and fear. And I think I've gone through so many changes in my life so young, um, emotionally, that God wanted to make me whole. And I can tell that he cared. I can tell, like how the scripture talks about, he love um he he he'll chastise the children that he loves. Is that's his way of of showing that he loves you because he want to get you together. Um, mm-hmm. I I I receive that. I can feel it because it's like I don't want you to be broken. I don't want you to live and die. I want you to understand that I got you. And once I grasped the message, it was easier for me to take everything step by step because I was seeing things as okay, I want a child. But then I didn't even see everything that came with the journey ahead of it. So I think we have to, like, trust the process. And, like, honestly, seven months later, after God gave me that message, um, seven months later is when I found out that I was pregnant. So then I was like, whoo. So, like, the funny thing about this, that pregnancy was, (laughs) she was great to me. I had a wonderful pregnancy with my daughter. um, Uh But, like, she literally came a month early. She literally broke my water the day before my Lamaze class. So I had no idea what oh. I was doing. I wow. walked into that literally blind. And I felt like God did that on purpose. Every nurse that I came in contact with was like a little piece of heaven. Somebody had some kind of tip to give me. Somebody told me what to focus on mentally. They were like, they were amazing in that hospital. I don't know what I'm telling you was the Holy Spirit. because It was <laughs> It was like God telling me, I told you to trust me. You don't know mm. what you're doing, but I'm telling you, I got, I, I made this, but you are a woman. And we can go on and on with how he made us and how wonderful and phenomenal. Like our bodies adjust to childbirth without our effort. Right. Like who does that? Like you can't say that science. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm like, I was super amazed. And for me to be a month early, I had zero complications with her. She, um... She came out on time. She broke my water first. Of course, they had to induce me. I wasn't dilated or anything, but it was just how she came. Her cry was so, it was like a muffled cry. It was like, it was so peaceful. And it was like when she came out, the tears that just fell out my face because I can hear the song that was playing in my head. I could have swore that song was playing in the room. It was so loud in my head. was um, Forever by Jason Nelson, where the words mm-hmm. say forever is a long time and that's how long I love you. And he said, I love you forever. Like, I told you I got you, girl. Like, you, you, you. And that was my biggest fear because I thought that what if I pass out? What if I don't have enough energy to push her? What if she gets stuck? What if I'm not, my, this body is not good enough to deliver? And the spiritual message that I got out of that was, you know, we got to trust God enough that no matter what it looks like or what our past was, that he's 
he is it's potential that he can use whatever you whatever you come with. You you're enough for him to use so that he can he can deliver something out of you. Like every time I look at that little girl, I'm like, I that 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 girl came out my body. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I did that. Like because I'm like I there was a time when I never thought she would ever exist yeah. it was a time where my husband would say you know what you're gonna have a baby and I was like uh-huh okay like it wasn't it wasn't even it wasn't something that I was excited about it wasn't anything that because I had so much doubt and because you know what your pain feels like you know what the struggle feels like you know what your illnesses feel like and it's like nobody can tell you your pain because you experience it. You do the crying at night when nobody's watching. You do the struggling when nobody can't help you. And right. for somebody to tell you you will reap a blessing, it's like, well, how do I get from this hurt to a blessing? I don't understand what's going to happen in that gap. But the first step is trust. And even if it's enough trust just to believe God, that one step is enough. So now God got me past this one step just to believe. So now he's like, okay, now you need to believe with action. So if you're going to believe something, you can't just be like, okay, I'm just going to talk about it, talk about it. Okay, like you said, I got this great idea. Oh, I don't know if I can get this done. I don't even have the materials for it. Where am I get this from? And I just, I, don't, I barely got money now, so I need to hold on to what I got. And again, that's fear in itself. I learned mm -hmm. that from the... See Camille Hayes. She was like, um, you can't just be holding on to the money that you got and not investing it and doing what you gotta do because you're afraid that you won't get the money back. You gotta trust God enough that once you step out on that idea that He gave you, He'll give you back that and some. Mm -hmm. But we be so afraid to let go of what we already have because we don't want to lose the grip. Or what if we don't get a return on our investment? And we just lose everything. And that was like a level of fear that I didn't even realize that had fallen down upon me, even from gen from a, from generations before me. And you know how us Caribbean island people is we very superstitious mm -hmm. and you know, we you know <laughs> we 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 we're very um with the, the the culture of the island is just of island mentality sometimes um is different from what God says do. Or it's different from the culture of um, of being a follower and trusting mm -hmm. God. So sometimes that is taking that that leap, and you can't see the bottom of the stairs. But for them, they're like, uh, uh, wait till some of that fall disappear. I need to see that first step. Right. Sometimes he don't even want us to take a step. He just wants you to jump. Right. And I think that's hard is learning to jump, but it comes with trust. Um, or trusting enough to believe God with action that I don't care what is going to happen. I know that you said and you promised me that you won't leave me, nor will you forsake me. And if you say all of these things about me, if this is what you said, I this is who you say I am, and I'm capable of it, and you say I'm more than a conqueror, then something good has to come out. Of Even if I trip, I know you're going to pick me up and make it work out for my good. But we can't get lost in doubt, and that is something that like you said in your post, has to be daily reminded because life would trip us up. I've been talking for a very long time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I'm just here taking notes. I'm like, this is, woo. I hope y'all are taking notes. Y'all might need to rewind a few of these and, and take notes. But, um, and I'll, and I'll jot down some of these notes that she said and have them in the blog post that goes with this episode. But Man, you, I, I got a long list. 
of things that you said that just really stood out to me. Um, man, one of the things that you said, I'll, I guess I'll start from the beginning and work my way down. <laughs> we'll take it from there. Is when you said um, that part about seeing yourself the way that God sees you and you not realizing like that that was something that you had a problem with. Um, could you Could you speak more about that? Because I feel like a lot of us, struggle with that even though we don't may not realize or have the vocabulary to say that that's what it is the reason why we look down on our on ourselves the reason why we think negatively about ourselves the reason why we don't like the way we look or certain things about us um we are we've got that we've got our <laughs> the first thing to come to my mind are hater blockers against ourselves <laughs> That's true. And then we yeah. have our hater blockers on really, against really ourselves. True. We're blocking what God says and believes about about us and how he made us. And and I'll just tie in also what you said is like when you were saying if he made us in, in his image, then why can't we, if he is amazing and all of these things, like why can't we be the same way? So if we are made out of his image, like his mirror so could you talk a little bit more about that and how that played into trust being able to see yourself the way God sees you absolutely um I think from from that phase of um seeing yourself the way that Christ sees us I think when, like when I because I journal a lot sometimes when nothing makes sense I'll just grab my pen and paper and just start writing my feelings and even if it's the raw, ugly, dirty truth, it comes mm -hmm. out. It's, so um, I've noticed that I like to bring things to the most common terms. And I bring it down to my current lifestyle and what's happening right now. And um, a lot of times with this, in the times that we're in, we're on social media a lot. It's, you know, years of technology. And every time we open our phones, we're usually looking at some kind of image. And I realized that even it's not even just our physical image, but just the way we think or the way people think. Sometimes we're wrapped around celebrities and, you know, how a certain body shape should look or a certain kind of wife should uh, behave or, you know, um, uh, like just uh, sex and, and or sexuality, period. Everything is just on display everywhere. So I feel like society um, and our surroundings kind of shape our mental and we compare ourselves to what we see. And I've, I was, I've, I was learning that like, um, not only is it just society, but it's where we come from. It's the things we've been exposed to, um, looking at the characteristics of your parents, looking at the characteristics of the people that raised you, your siblings, the people who are around you, um, the most. And, um, I had to be honest with me. It got to a point where I had to, and then um, honestly, a lot of this for this current part of my journey started during um, the quarantine. I would say February, March, I'm, I think is when they started shutting everything down. And it was literally like a man in the mirror moment. And it was like, God was forcing us <laughs> to look in the mm -hmm. mirror. He was like, okay, now you, we've been, we, we go to work, we mom, we wife, we go out with our friends. We make time for everything else. Now I'm shutting down the world. You have no choice but to look at yourself. You have no yeah. choice but 
to look deep and figure out what's really going on. And um, for me, it was more of looking at myself than pointing the finger and saying, oh, wait, it was this person's fault. I'm the way that I am. God was able to put me in a position to where um, I forgot where was I exactly. But I remember when he came to me and said, you don't see you the way I see you. And that's why you're having a problem. Clear as day. And I was mm-hmm. like, ooh. all over the place <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna interject all of these people that we're telling you guys about that we're name dropping I'm going to make sure that their information is in the blog post and you know all their social media handles because these are all phenomenal women that you need to know seriously <laughs> even just read her post it would just change your life yes oh my Yeah, when she went through that whole segment when she came to the retreat, and the funny part was, I believe, Kamia had invited her cousin, but something came up, and she couldn't make it, and she said, God laid it on my heart to to have you to come, and I was like, okay, my daughter was like three months old, three or four months, somewhere around there, and, um, now we're in about four or five months, but she was still pretty small, and I was a new mommy, and I was like, I just need this time Obviously, I need to be here for a reason, and my God changed my whole life perspective. <laughs> and um, but again, she was uh, speaking, and I realized I had an identity crisis. I did not know who I was. And again, that ties into your post because, like you said, you want to have something that nobody can take from you. And mm-hmm. I'm the youngest of seven children. And oh. yeah, that part. <laughs> <laughs> To be the youngest of seven kids, you have a lot of brothers and sisters and mommies, daddies, and uncles that's like, this is what your, this is where your life should go. This is how, you know, what you should do and make sure you get good grades. You know, you have a lot to live up Mm -hmm. to. There's a lot of expectations on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And growing from that now this is you know i don't i don't mean to separate the american culture from the caribbean culture but a lot of people would know the caribbean culture is a lot strict a lot yes. strict so, <laughs> so my daddy didn't play that and you know i didn't have siblings that's like oh you know they'll come and fight for you but you know it was just it it became overwhelming because there's there's a there's a, a line that you come to when you become you go from you know needing their advice needing their um what you call it you want you you want to feel accepted by them you want mm-hmm. them to uh, they they kind of validate you in, in a sense and it's like yeah. you have to figure out how to break out of that once you get to like that adulthood stage that yeah. you should be making 
Girl, you I've really never heard anybody say it that way before. But that is so that that is exactly. It's the truth. That is exactly. Girl, you you okay? You got my mind over here blown right now. <laughs> I got so I got some journaling to go do. <laughs> Listen, I got a whole book full just for that. And it was so difficult because now I'm starting to get into, okay, what does God say about me? And what does he say I should yeah. do? And it was starting to go against a lot of family rules. And family religion is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> because we know that relationship works a lot better than religion. But um, it's just, it was, oh, man, man, man. There's not enough time in the world <laughs> to go through that. Part. But I'm just saying it's, it was it was a lot to experience with um with trusting God even when it goes against everything that everybody says that you should do and mm. and, and especially the people who got their thumb on your back and um some of them might get trip you <laughs> some of them might say oh all these years I've done x y and z for you you don't want to listen to me um but it's what God said and it's like sometimes you can't argue with people mm-hmm. when God to do something I don't care how young or old you are I don't care the person's position in your life if God says do something you should do it I remember coming to a crossroads where um I experienced something with my dad and um it was I I honestly I think it had something to do with my current husband but we were dating and (laughs) he got upset about something I can't remember but he got upset and like he he was he told me like oh I can't trust you anymore he was just upset and he was like really mad with me for something um and I felt like my life went down the drain I felt like if he didn't if my daddy don't love me or if my daddy isn't proud of me why am I living what am Mm -hmm. I here for and what shocked me was I immediately after a couple of days of literally feeling like I fell into like a depression I was like um in my early 20s, I want to say somewhere between 19 and 20. And um, I heard the spirit literally came to me and said, you put your father before me. Wow. And I sat there in silence. I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, in, in my mind, because again, you know, your family, especially your parents, you li- what they say is the law. Right. You can't. You don't, there is no question, especially in the Caribbean, you don't ask questions, you just do when they say, you just do. Mm-hmm. So when she, when I heard the spirit say that, I was like, I didn't even know how to respond, because I'm like, well, how am I supposed to do that? Because all my life, I know when mommy and daddy say something, that is what, what goes down. But he said, you put them before me. And I was like, whoa, like that was a, that was a pivotal moment in my life, because I was like, okay, so, so what am I supposed to do now? And when he started to try to shift my mind frame um, to not be a people pleaser, to Mm. not be in a place of wanting to um, do things so that people will find favor with me. So I kind of break, I'm talking about my daddy can call me at four o'clock in the morning and say his car is broke down on the side of I-4. I probably wouldn't, I I grab the first pair of shoes I have. I shift my whole day around. If his car's still not working, I'm figure out how to get to where I need to go and then still be there in time to make sure he's good. I'm talking about all kind of provision. Everything will shift and move to the side. And that was with any of my family members. Mm-hmm. But he was actually showing me like, hey, you can't do that. 
And I was trying to figure out, well, why not? <laughs> because, I mean, this is what we know. With something right. like that, the family, like, you got to be down the ride. And that's, in my mind, that was normal. But it got to the point where it was some some members were um, manipulating on purpose. They was using the power for evil and not good. And mm-hmm. it noticed the difference. And um, it was starting to take away the values that God was trying to teach me. He, I couldn't see when people were hurting me because I was so committed to them yeah. um, that I didn't hear from God when he was trying to direct me to do it or do something or say something or to, to learn something. I couldn't learn from God when I was put my family before him. So now Ooh, I'm learning. Say that again. Say that. You got to say that again. That's a quotable. That's a quotable. <laughs> from God when I was put and that like you said that and that was my family so like imagine if he you know if I allowed myself to continue not hearing from God and then went ahead and got married and had a child and you know as a mom and a wife running yourself dry because you're not hearing from God but you're trying to please your family and you you know you about to kill yourself you're running low on energy and eating you know how mm-hmm. we do we get up we mm-hmm. make things happen and we'll be broke down and told everybody good, not us. So he was trying to show it's okay for you to have that commitment. And one thing I learned is we are who we are. At the end of the day, people feel like we have to change. And God showed me it's not about you changing. Um, he, I just want you to shift your perspective. Mm. If you, if you like we, I think I was, <laughs> I was in um, in Tracy's uh, a small group, our Bible studies we had before the shutdown. And God led me um, over to Tavares to her home to do the group. And um, I realized that, you know, I struggled with anxiety for a few years. And I don't claim it anymore, praise God. Um, I have moments where I'm able to, again, I trust God so that I won't get into that place of feeling overwhelmed. If anything, I I experience feeling overwhelmed, but I do not experience anxiety. But I had an issue with that, and I was like, for me, I felt like it was um, such a bad thing on my life's resume. Like, I never wanted to see, because, you know, once you get into the psychiatric parts of of anxiety, um, medical-wise, um, you are judged heavily. Mm-hmm. And so I always felt like it was very spiritual what I was experiencing. And um, in the session, we were talking about, um, about who God says we are. And it's like, we are like, say you write down these qualities that you have. And she's in the homework was right now, how God can use those qualities for good. So it's the same qualities that you have. So like, say you are a detailed person. Um, you, you're a planner, you like things to be organized. Um, even if you're a people pleaser, there's a way that God can still use that and turn it around to where you're you're serving, but at least your intentions will be in the right place and that you're hearing from God first. So there's not, well, yes, there's something wrong with people pleasing, but there's <laughs> nothing wrong with the fact that you have the qualities to serve people um, with, I guess, the like with attention to detail. So mm-hmm. you might be. For some, for if you for anxiety purpose, you might be super fidgety, and you want to get things done correctly. But that just might mean you're detail oriented and you pay attention to detail. So it's okay to take a step back and breathe, slow down, 
and hear from God and figure out what you need to do. But that doesn't mean that you have to stop being detail oriented because you feel like that's a bad quality because it took you to a bad place from before. So there's a lot of things that the enemy tries to use. Um, like we always say, he takes a, a good chunk of the truth and he drops a piece of a lie in it and then he <laughs> serves it to you. <laughs> and it's just a big mess that he gives, that he drops in your mind and um, you believe it, but that lie is so heavy over the truth that you start believing stuff that you don't have no, belie- no business believing. So when you start to realize what's true, then you can identify the lie and you can see how God can still use you as you are for good. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm over here just shaking, nodding my head like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, like, so that made me feel amazing because um, God said, God made us the way we are for a reason and it's not by mistake. It's not, um, it's not to be, you know, it's, of course there's some qualities that we, he'll have to like do away with. There's some things that we just need to drop off in the trash and leave it there. But a lot of the pieces that create those qualities um, can be reused for good. And it could be some of our strongest qualities. Um, and so I realized the things that made up anxiety is what caused me to be an artist. It's what it's what drove me to be a makeup artist. Why I like because I never had the funds to invest in like classes like everyone else, and I always thought, oh, you know, I'm not that great of an artist like everybody else. People got all these classes. I want to support like, and I I just I just never could. And it was just so funny that God always had me in a position to where. Because I knew financially I had it, I'd have been, you know, I would have gone and did my own thing, but it wouldn't have been on his grace. It would have been on my own power. So right. he always puts me in a position where I can sit back and watch him work. And I you somewhat like, I literally still to this day, I would get a client and they would show me a picture of what they want. I would have no idea <laughs> what they <laughs> want. I don't know what I'm doing because I have years of experience, but I would have like, I would literally build the look off of just looking at the end result. And I know that's a gift from God because yeah. I'm not take classes and do this and sharpen up on that. I can literally watch a video and mimic it. So of course it things will take practice, but I knew that me being a detail oriented person um, and learning how to not be a perfectionist all the time, um, got me to places where God was able to use me um, and use me with the gift that he blessed me with. So I'm not able to really see God until I really let go. The more control I try to grab and hold on to um, making stuff perfect or, you know, um, trying to do things in my own way, the more I trust him. And is I always find out that <laughs> he finds a way to to show me his face. And then it just falls down to every other relationship in my life. And it's like, oh, that's what you were trying to teach me. So you mm-hmm. taught it to me here in my business, but then it fell off in my marriage. And now it's falling off with my relationship with my daughter and how to be a mother. And it's like, oh, and now I can go back and then I can look at, you know, the people where I may have gotten this limiting belief from or where I may have gotten um, or watched where this generational curse has fallen from. And God is like, I want to break you from these things that you are have been attached to and that you were led to believe are true about you. And they aren't. 
and you have the power to break it. And I think that's what we need to remember is that we are enough with what we have. God can do and break things with who we already are. And I think we think we need to be like superwoman already. Like we mm-hmm. should have some yeah. qualities to face these demons and face these struggles. And all it literally takes is that one step of trust, because once we learn to trust God, then we can accept those nasty, ugly things about ourselves that we don't really want to know. We don't want to accept either. I ain't going to lie to you. I was like, ooh, that's me, God? I don't, I don't like her. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, that's not cute. Let's do away with this one. But it's like my, but it makes me proud because it's my ugly truth. However, God cared enough to show it to me. And as as ugly as it is, he was like, okay. And he does it with so much grace. Because he's like, okay, daughter, this is you. This is what's happening. Or like recently I had an incident where my, my, my best friend, I love her to death. We've been friends since like five, where I snapped on her out of nowhere. I don't even know where the snap came from. I'm not even a snapping type. I don't know, something that after my first pregnancy, I just became real thuggish. I don't know what happened. But, <laughs> but <Same. I'm> not, <laughs> something with these emotions, I don't know. But <laughs> I snapped on something, but that's when I learned that I had to deal with trauma from my past because something that she said came out of love. But sometimes when people tell you things, because criticism feels the same, as the people who tried to wrong you when they used to criticize you or make you feel belittled and low, it feels the same, but it's not coming from the same heart. Mm-hmm. And God had to make me step back and say, okay, this, this one right here loves you. This one right here is, is going through the trenches with you as you go through this journey, this, this literal no days off journey that I'm taking you through. God is literally t- taking my whole life through a purging. <laughs> She's riding with you. So this one, this one right here loves you. So you don't have to snap on her. So I learned that I get defensive really quickly. And I didn't realize that I did. I was trying to protect myself from her when she was really trying to help me. So then I had to step back and then I apologized. And then we were actually able to learn and talk through where the trauma came from, from my past. And when she was like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. And then this makes sense. So it's good to have a good circle of a, people who's going to hold you accountable. And that's not going to run every time your ugly side comes out because God is trying to show you things in those moments. And you will completely miss them if you focus more on your attitude and trying to protect yourself. And, oh, you can't tell me nothing about nothing. And mm-hmm. then you're out here losing good friends because we're not paying attention. And when she, she and I said, you know what, friend, I'm sorry. I was real, I didn't even, you didn't even deserve to be snapped on. I don't even know where that came from. And when we figured out my why, then it was like, oh, okay, so let's work on that. And now in my mind, I know what I need to work on. I need to understand and filter that when people speak to me, that especially if it's people that I know that love me, I need to say, okay, where is this coming from before Mm -hmm. I give a response? You know, so yeah. that too and she was like you know I'm proud of you for doing the work like she was like she was very understanding and I think that's what people have to understand about people that we're all a work in progress um you got to give your friends or your people some slack when they learn how to trust because we have some moments where 
it don't be pretty. <laughs> the days aren't beautiful. It is not sunshine, butterflies and roses and rainbows. It is not. And it's a struggle. But as long as you're doing the work to um, not stay stuck, which is another heavy hitter, um, is when you'll see progress. Because I think God brings us through things like he's, he taught me how to not be numb. I learned that over the years that I've been numb. And I don't, I haven't allowed myself to feel because, you know, um, older people will tell you, oh, that's not that big of a, your, your problem's not as big as, you know, as this person. Right, kind of minimize it. Yeah. So then you'll be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You sleeping on the rug, you go about your business. But then I realized, like, God is, like, literally bringing up every situation I have ever swept under the rug. And he's like, I want you to feel. So, yeah, I've done some punching, punching the air. Yeah, I've done some. <laughs> <laughs> some journaling and some crying and I'm doing it on purpose because I do not want my daughter to struggle with the things that I could have dealt with right now and it is for the generation after me it is for my children it is for the people who are around me who decide they want to be attached to me people don't deserve to have toxic fumes floating in their atmosphere just because I chose not to deal with my past. So I'm I'm actually grateful God is allowing me to feel, even though it hurts sometimes, but he's showing me that you it's okay to feel. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel failure. It's okay to feel like you probably missed the mark, but I need you to get up. So he shows me not to be stuck either. He shows me not to stay in that place of woe is me. And because then that's when the lies pour in. That's when we forget our affirmations. That's when we forget, hey, remember, this is who I told you you are. You don't remember who you are in those moments. And when you stay stuck there, it's like your whole identity just drains. And you forget everything that God has ever said that you are, the work that you've done. So it's a constant, it's a constant fight every day that we have to stay connected to the source. Because if we don't, that's when we we lose Christ. That's when we lose our purpose, and that's when we don't we don't we don't get to hop on and be, like you said, be um, obedient to when God says do something because we so down and buried under our mess. So we have to learn to deal with it, but then forgive ourselves, forgive whoever that person is, even if it takes a process. Trust the process and feel. Don't be numb. <laughs> don't do what I did. Don't do what I did. Don't be numb because being numb, just because you don't deal with it and you don't feel it, that don't mean it goes away. Because when that baby blow back up again, it's going to be 10 times bigger and it's not going to be cute. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm learning that. So I'm grateful to God that he's showing me how to be different because God is actually showing me that when I go around my parents, they can see a difference in me. My mom told me the other day that I inspired her and it made me cry because I'm like, Aww. what? How? <laughs> I'm the first one. <laughs> the youngest of all your children and you would she was like but you are so bold and then some days I wake up in the mirror and I don't feel bold but I know that when I show up when God tells me to even when I'm afraid even when I'm crying even if I got to do it shaking as long as I'm doing it I know I'm inspiring somebody even if it's my own mom and yeah. that's when it be on this podcast and <laughs> I'm I'm so like <laughs> I'm flabbergasted because I was like I told my sister I don't even like my voice I don't even like talking I should I, was, I can talk about what I've been through now I can I can bring you I listen I testify all day but <laughs> like if I got, I'm like an interview I don't know and she's like girl hush 
you blessed me too. And she's my older sister. She just she'll be turning forty um, in November. Shout out to BB Monique. Uh, <laughs> but she's um she's also a hairstylist who I learned from as well. We both went to the same cosmetology school. But um just to see that my life, my marriage, um everything that I do, even the work that I've done, it even inspires my older sister. So it it, it doesn't matter who um it is, people are always watching. I'm learning that um the more you trust God, the more you inspire people to see your ministry and the hard work you've been doing, even though you haven't even really said nothing, people probably don't even know your full story. But every time you show up, people get a piece of that. Um, and it's worth it. It's it's definitely worth it. People think that ministry is like going out and <laughs> slapping people on the forehead with a Bible, but that's <laughs> not it. <laughs> Sometimes it's showing up and it's, it's being bold. Sometimes it's showing up and, well, like I did, um, writing a piece of, of something that you believe that God has done for you on somebody's post um, that is talking about something or just something positive in general, standing up for something. That is a way for you to be able to do ministry with your life because obviously you're stepping out and you're doing something and it's showing that you're trusting God and that too is action. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you, um, and that all ties in with what, how you're wrapping it up um, with the, you said it much earlier and I was going to come back to it, but you've, you've kind of brought, brought it back full circle is the, I don't care what's going to happen. I trust you. I trust you yeah. God that, you know, whatever that you've told me to do that something is good. Something good can still happen out of it. And that the shaking <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't put you off anymore. Um, yeah. I think that's just so such a valuable thing and a value, valuable place to get to, yeah. to realize, man, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the essence of trusting with, with action. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know who's going to be inspired. I don't know what people are going to say or what people are going to think or how it's mm -hmm. going to make me look, but I trust God enough that if he put this in my mind, in my heart, if he's told me to go this way to do this thing, then it's all going to work out, you know, for his glory. Romans eight twenty eight, <laughs> all things work together for those, for the good of those who love God. And if you love God, then trust him. <laughs> right. That's true. It's simple. Trust him. It's so simple. It's hard. It's hard. It's simple. simple. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Well, thank you so much, Chantal. Is there anything um, that you would want to leave with the audience before we um, we close out? Um, I just want to say, well, thank you for having me, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely been a pleasure. I had no idea where this stuff was going to come from, but I pray that somebody is blessed. I, I pray that um, after hearing this, that whatever that idea is, whatever that thing is um, that has been placed on your heart that maybe you've been afraid to do that somebody else is probably doing. So it's like, oh, why do that if somebody else is doing it? Um, whatever that thing is, I pray to God that you have the boldness to do it. You have my prayers. I'm pretty sure you have um, Desiree's prayers. <laughs> you have all of us standing behind you, um, believing with you um, that you can. And even if it's just as simple as trusting God or um, uh, trust, trusting your, your process and being patient or um, being still to hear from God or being bold enough to hear from God 
of of the things that you might not even want to hear so that you can have the courage enough to move forward and do the work to correct some things in your life or not even just for yourself, but for your family and the people that are attached to you. I pray that you have the boldness to do it because it was definitely something hard for me to do, but it is worth it. The freedom that you have after you take that first step um, is so liberating and it blesses so many people and you'll be surprised at how it falls and trickles down into different areas of your life that you had no idea it would touch. So I hope that um, that is something that you go for um, and do it with the with with the best best intentions at heart and understand that um, God loves you and that He wants the best for you and that you are enough. Thank you, girl. You you really inspired me <laughs> with everything that you said um, today. All the points that you touched um i'm gonna be thinking about this for for a while (laughs) um and i just i just really appreciate you not leaving me hanging (laughs) um like like you said you know at, at, at some point you get to the point where you're like you know what i'm i'm tired of being afraid and i'm tired of you know being stuck and I want more for my life and I can only do so much out of my own strength and out of my own abilities. Like it's time to let God do his thing mm-hmm. and trust God. And the, um, the scripture that has come to mind that I um, thought of before, you know, I was reading before we got started was um, Proverbs 3, um, chapter Proverbs chapter three, verse five through six. And this is the NLT version, the New Living Translation. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And that just resonates so much with, you know, everything that you were saying, just trusting him. And no matter, you don't have to know what the outlook is. You don't know have to know what your your return on investment is that that part oh man that was powerful when you said that i was like man that is so true always worrying about well what am i going to get out of this how is it going to work out you don't got to know that's none of your business <laughs> no, listen, i'm still learning y'all. none of your business because if you knew yeah. then you <laughs> you might mess up the plan okay. exactly. you don't always have to know because even if you knew what was going to happen as a result of what you've done you it might it might blow your mind that it yeah. will make you even more afraid than just taking that first step. Cause you might have yeah. that self doubt, like, Oh no, that, Oh no, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. But it's good to, to not, you know, always know everything and just putting, you know, your trust in his hands that I've got you, I've got you, mm-hmm. I've got you covered. You're going to be all right. And, um, and it's, and it's freeing to know that we don't have to rely on our own understanding we don't have to know it all that takes some pressure off of us too it does it does if we allow it if we allow it to it'll take pressure off of us knowing that i don't have to know it all if i put you know if i trust in god with all my heart and i don't lean on what i know and i'm not caught up in my own self and not being vain (laughs) and just seeking him then he's gonna show me he's gonna show me the way so yeah this was good this was so good thank you so much 
where can everybody um, connect with you on social media or email? What's the best way for people to connect with you? Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram name is at M-U-A underscore Dazari, spelled D-E-Z-A-U-R-E-E. My Facebook name is Chantal Dazari Adamson. Um, And that's pretty much where I I post or where I keep a lot of my work. Um, You can find my Facebook um, business page as Dazari Beauty as well. and my email address is spokenvisions, the number seven, at gmail.com. Awesome. And I will have links to all of her um, social media platforms and her email. I'll have that in the blog post that goes along with this episode. And we'll also have links to all the people that we've been name dropping. Um, Pastor Rachel Chambliss Jenkins. Kamia Hayes and Tricia Russell. And Tricia is also a hairstylist out in the Orlando area. Um, and Tia Crockett will have all of those people listed because you got to check out all of them. These are all bomb, phenomenal, amazing women. We are so blessed to yeah. have such a circle of people that we know in like everyday life, like we don't have to just, you know, reach out to the Sarah Jake. <laughs> and, and, and all, yeah, all of these big name people that we don't have and we can't have like personal relationship with our like literally I can jump in their inbox and you know talk to them and they will respond back to me yes, <laughs> these, these yes these are like amazing people that you want to be connect with connected with and you know the big timers and the big platforms um that's awesome that's awesome but it's also awesome and amazing and i feel like even more impactful when you've got you know quote unquote everyday people um that you have you know access to to be able to be inspired by and encouraged and just like you said earlier even with um pastor rachel's facebook just the things that she posts on there like it they're like whoa okay <laughs> that's a tweetable that's a tweetable <laughs> like, yes. it's just really good everybody's posting like very encouraging things and so we're, we're just such a blessing to have that kind of um that kind of impact in our lives so yes. thank you again Chantal so much and you guys thank you guys so much for listening if you are f- listening on um in not instagram if you're listening on apple itunes please make sure that you give us a review um and a five-star rating if you feel led (laughs) if you love this episode (laughs) also make sure you screenshot this episode if you're listening either on the blog or if you're listening on any of the platform the podcast platforms uh, make sure you can just screenshot it and share it repost it on social media in your instagram stories or facebook stories and tag us sincerely mrs mommy and chantal chantal say your instagram handle again it is at mua underscore desari tag us and let us know what parts spoke out to you um the most we would love to interact with you guys and get some feedback so um thank you again for listening and that's a wrap you guys thanks chantal you're welcome
Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning into that episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you think that this could be helpful to someone else, please share it on social media so we can get the word out. You can tag us on Instagram and Facebook at Sincerely Mrs. Mommy. If you would like to learn more about the guest or the topic of today, you can visit us on www.sincerelymrsmommy.com and look for the episode title in our search bar. Also, if you are listening to this on Apple iTunes, you can do us a great favor and leave a review and a rating so that other people will know that this is a great podcast and that they should check it out. And last but not least, if you have any questions or want to connect with me personally, or even if you have any ideas for future podcast episodes or even blog posts, please email me at SincerelyMrsMommy at gmail.com. That's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you have a great one. Until next time, be blessed.